0: Welcome to What A Pull Off Fit with uh, uh, Jimmy and Mazza.
1: Mazza? want to be Maz and Jimmy? Maz and Jimmy,
0: a new rebrand. Um, what do you think of the new rebrand? Are we rebranding or what?
1: Oh, it's a refresh, it's not a rebrand, it's a refresh. Um,
0: we've been having a bit of a off-season.
1: And in an off-season, you kind of reflect on the season that was and you think about what we can do better going forward and straight off the top, we thought, add to the name.
0: So what, what is it? What a pull of fit with Maz and Jimmy. I reckon. I like it. Well, uh, for listeners, it's a what a pull of fit podcast with uh, Maz and Jimmy. Me being Maz and Jimmy being Jimmy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like it. We've been inventive there, I reckon.
0: Uh, excited to be back, Jimmy. Mate, um, it is good. It's been a
1: bit of a layoff, but I'm excited to be back.
0: What are the top three things you've done
1: in a break? Oh, I did yoga for the first time. How was it? Mate, I enjoyed it.
0: Loosey-goosey?
1: Yeah, really good. Loosey-goosey, body and mind.
0: Is it a uh, motion keeps said lotion?
1: I, didn't, I hadn't thought of it like that, but yeah, okay. Yep. That's very good. Yep, How was good. your
0: favourite move?
1: Ooh, I, I like the warrior pose.
0: Oh yeah, it's very alpha, isn't it? Yeah. Warrior. Yeah, I mean, I like
1: to, and I like to opening up the hips a little bit. Yeah,
0: nah, it's uh, definitely a good one. Yeah, I got. What anything else exciting happened?
1: Oh, it's starting to warm up a little bit, so I've been back in the pool, trying to have a bit of a swim, trying to get a bit of the ocean.
0: Any, any, any particular swim sets at the moment, or any, oh, any I'm Just
1: trying to get through it a little bit longer, not so much of the short stuff. Yep. Just trying to lengthen out and try to get a bit of swim fitness back.
0: Very good. Which goggles are you using at the moment?
1: No, Black Max.
0: Black Max. That's, uh, they still make those? No. Oh. I don't know. haven't bought a pair of goggles in a while. You get goggles with uh, all sorts of tech inside them now that tells you timing Uh, and.
1: I don't need tech. I leave too many of them on the side of the pool.
0: That's true. And what was the last thing that you achieved in your off season or mini off season?
1: I read a book about breathing. Ah,
0: yeah. uh, We should talk about that. Uh, I think that all needs it? its
1: own pod. Uh, I'm right up to the last little section, the, the yeah. acknowledgements. But the acknowledgements on this book are worth reading.
0: Yeah. Nah, well, um, we can. Yeah, we should probably do a pod just on uh, that book and reading. It's a bit of a trend at the moment. The friend of a show, AJ Roach, was right into it. Uh, thanks for listening, Ajay. Sorry Even you couldn't uh, hear.
1: Paul Miller started talking about um, nose breathing. That's kind of what got me into it. Yeah. We had a chat with him and he started talking about nose breathing, and I nodded and smiled like I knew what I was talking about. And then went away and did a little bit of research and really interesting topic.
0: Now we'll, we should definitely uh, talk about it because I think uh, it is a water polo podcast about performance, and this is something definitely the latest and greatest in terms of chasing ref- performance and health.
1: Mate, what's your top three? What have you been up to? Um, top three? Um,
0: uh, I watched uh, uh, Karate Kai uh, on oh Netflix. Oh, yeah, good. Very into it. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm a big fan. i uh, it's been a fan of uh, Karate Kid uh, as a as a and Yeah, it brought up some good memories and uh, definitely inspired me, especially when the coaching um, some new uh, new lines and new philosophies. So Mate, we've
1: talked to a couple of people who did... Um, martial arts when they were younger maybe a little bit of judo a bit of um, bit of karate and um, a lot. Of, all of them have said that it's had a positive impact on on their sporting career as they've gotten older
0: we well, seems, yeah a lot of people talk about martial arts as a bit of a good base um, for all sorts of things like discipline respect and um, yeah in breeding as well i mean you touched on it again but breeding's been part of our martial arts for centuries.
1: But even as young, getting body confident, the flexibility yeah. and the flexibility and strength that martial arts gives you as as a young
0: That's totally. White belt. Uh, white belt, yeah. No, agree, agree. Uh what else I've been up to? Uh just a bit of work. Uh looking the same as you, uh enjoying the be brighter mornings and be brighter evenings. Um kind of itching for water polo to start and Start coaching again. Um, even though I've been coaching on the side, but looking yep. forward to hooking into uh, some teams. Um, and uh, I've kind of taken up a bit of skateboarding as well in my off season. Uh, my uh, little Grom, she's into it, so I thought, uh, you know, get all uh, boots out, you know, get my trucks out, polish them, regrip how the board.
1: You, how, you, how you going with that? Yeah, any injuries?
0: Uh, close rolled yeah. ankle, yeah. Um, but uh, so far so good. Um. Yeah but look if I was a betting man It could be uh, Injury coming but I'll do my best What's uh, your best trick At the moment uh, my best move is Just a bit of a, like a 180 slidey Thing that yeah. I do uh, that I've seen uh, It's not yeah. very difficult yeah. Kind of looks cool uh, But I'm going to be working towards kickflip soon I think um
1: do you, you can get one of those 180 slide things on uh on the socials
0: oh, we'll definitely do it. just give me a few more weeks to master it and yeah. i'll i'll shred it up so be good All right, good um so yeah jimmy uh today a bit of a comeback uh it was just good to get behind the mic but um something that's been popular in the in this pod was pulling out um a few studies and talking about a Talking about water polo in general, (laughs) that usually seems to be popular with a water polo podcast, but just thought, you know, we we talked off air about um, history of water polo, and we talked about the 1956 Olympics, uh, the blood in the water, and it's kind of fitting because today is the 20 years of Sydney Olympics.
1: Yeah, I think today was the opening ceremony.
0: Was today the opening ceremony, yeah. it's
1: maybe not... Time stamp our podcast it was around this time oh i'm <laughs> gonna post this today straight <laughs> away nice.
0: tonight um
1: Mate, how good was Sydney olympics
0: uh, i was uh,
1: i i mean yeah you can just
0: there's so many good things I was, i've been watching today all the highlights and you forget you know obviously a big year for a big olympics for women's water polo mm-hmm. in australia yeah uh i think and I probably need to get my uh, facts checked here, but the biggest crowd to date to the water polo game, uh, the women's grand final. I'm not sure if European championships might have got it uh, recently, but it was a big crowd.
1: Huge. 17,000, um, I think, they had at the um, Out of Homebush. Did you go to it? I didn't go to the grand final. I no. uh, went to lots of games, but not that one.
0: Yeah, so a lot of good, 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 good times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought we maybe uh, touch on you, the historian of the pod, uh, talk about uh, what happened in the 1956 Olympics in terms of water polo.
1: Well, to start with, were you? Were you I born? wasn't born then. No. No, <laughs> but were you playing with Palmain when um, a documentary maker asked us to reenact, um, reenact the um, that game? So um, we had the old school togs, old school caps and um, I, I was
0: there. I just did not show up for uh for that filming.
1: You had the, the blood capsules in the mouth and everything like yeah. that.
0: Yeah. Was that at Bell or was that in uh Homebush?
1: No, we did that at Homebush and I think we, the underwater cameras wouldn't have worked too well at uh um, at, at Dorney's. Dorney. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But huge game. Um and it had um like that the the blood in the water match that had um <laughs> coverage around the world because of the, I guess, the political implications of it. It was when the um, Hungarians and the Russians were having um, a few um, political differences at the time. Um, I think the, the Russian tanks had rolled into to Hungary and there was a uh, the Hungarian uprising. Um, so there was a lot of political tension and it was a, a huge, a huge game. Um, the Hungarians were by far, they were the number, they were the, um, the champions coming into the Olympics um, so even though there was that political unrest going on back home, um, there was just such significance on that game, and they really felt that to sort of proved themselves, and it was a um, brutal game. And there's the, the iconic shot of the Hungarian player coming out of the water with blood streaming down um, from his eye; um, hence, why it got named uh, "Blood in the Water." Now, Jimmy,
0: um, I know you're historian. Mm-hmm. Um, how much? mayo or how much you know um talk do you think has been passed on like do you think the water was red do you think it was that brutal i don't
1: know i don't think so that, that, yeah, i don't know
0: i've been thinking about it right i've been mm. thinking because there was a rumor and i'm not sure if this is true or not but apparently the one of the teams had razor blades in the togs and they were um, cutting each other up and all the rest of it. Like, and I was thinking about it. Like Initially, I never really thought about it. But then I was like, how hard would it be to use a razor blade in your cozies then pull it out in the water and then slash people? Yeah, like, a
1: pretty big chance of cutting yourself more than the other yeah. person, right? Or maybe
0: that's where the blood in the water. Yeah,
1: maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Actually cut himself.
0: Um, yeah. yeah, so I was also thinking, Jimmy, and I gave you a bit of warning here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There probably hasn't been a um a good movie made about their game. So if a Hollywood rolled in and they were going to make a um make the movie. Yep. Uh yep. the 1956 yep. uh Blood in the Water. We had yep. Blood Sport, maybe just Blood in the Water will be a a, yeah. a a good start. Um
1: Well, my movie title was in Cold Blood. Cold Blood. Oh, very good. I see yeah, Cold yeah, War, yeah, Cold Blood. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't named the movie yeah. yet, but uh I might steal that. It was pretty good. So uh, uh, what who who would you recruit? Who would you uh scout? What do you call it when you get uh, uh actors? What do you call it when you um not scouting? What's um, we can say scout. Casting, 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 yeah. Casting, who who casting. would you cast? Yeah. So I want you to. Well, I, I got my team. So I got my rules were that uh, one of the teams has to be just Australian actors, yep. and other team can be international. Yep. And you had to name a a coach, assistant coach, and your director, who's going to be actually ma- making the movies.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess we'll probably start with our director.
0: All right. Yep. Who's your Who's your director?
1: It's got to be Clint Eastwood.
0: Oh, nice. Why did you choose him? Invictus. Oh yeah, experience with sport yeah. movie yep. as yep. well. Yeah, yep. and um, that's good.
1: So he, he was my go-to director, and that kind of that kind of influenced who I who I kind of cast in the in the film. So yeah. I, I think I'm. Yes.
0: Do you want to hear my director or what? Yeah, go some? on. Yeah, I went with Michael Bay. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Because Transformers. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just good, shows that, that yeah. our intellectual
0: yep. level. So like I was thinking of Transformers, and you were thinking about the Victors. Yep. You know.
1: Nice. Nice. All right. Good start. Yeah, so I kind of looked at it a little bit differently. I yep. went with mm-hmm. um, who would play in the Australian team because the Australian team, okay, it, so. it has to have – it's an Australian Olympics. Right? They've got to have a role. And and when I looked back at some of the Australian players that played in that tournament, um, yep. there's a few pretty good characters in there. So Peter Bennett, Jake Foster. Now, Doug Lang. Now, Doug Lang was a Bondi boy. He was the yep. goalkeeper. I think he was was only short, sort of maybe 5'9", 5'10". So not real big compared to some of the big monster goalkeepers these days. And um, Doug Lang is from Lang and Simmons.
0: Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real estate.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So real estate mogul. Um, William McCabe. Johnny O'Brien, good mate of my Uncle Bill's. um, Richmond Richmond stalwart. Bill Orchard. Ted Pierce our main local so as we sit here looking out over over dawning that's where that's where he warmed up and played raymond smee Ah, oh, the uh the tournament he's an absolute legend in australian water polo but particularly in new south wales water polo the um new south wales under 20s tournament the trophy was the cole smee named after his brother oh wow cole so a bit of history there and then uh, keith whitehead so that was our nine players. Nine players turned up at the Olympics uh, in those well, days. Nine players. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they get on.
0: Cool. The yeah, how do they get on a on a boat, a bus? All oh, Australian team would have been on the bus. Yeah, but they
1: didn't need to get a boat to gone
0: around gone to Sydney Harbour, going to Sydney. They might
1: have done a little bit of a harbour cruise. So my Australian team.
0: Yep.
1: In goals. John Jarrett. Who's John Jarrett? Wolf Creek. Oh, <laughs> scary. Yeah, well, because goalkeepers are a little bit different, right? Yeah. All right, cool. So I kind of had him or Chopper Reed.
0: All right, yeah.
1: Center back, I had Conan Stevens, the Mountain from the Game of Thrones. Is he Aussie? Yeah, Aussie bloke. I didn't know that. Yep. Center forward, Eric Banner. Oh, the very Hulk, good. The Hulk version yeah. of Eric Banner. Down play on the right-hand side, had Hugh Jackman. Now, the Wolverine. Uh, Hugh Jackman, not the Peter Allen. Hugh yeah, Jackman, just to be just to clear that yeah. up. Um Chris Hemsworth, or is he playing right hand side. Yeah. Side, eh? side, strong side, eh? strong side, strong side. So pretty pretty good combination yeah. down there. Then on the left side, now these guys might not be classified as Australian, but they put pretty good uh, accents on. Yeah, Ryan Gosling.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. he's. Oh, time out. He was rubbish in the member of the not good with his hands. He let the whole team down. And
1: oh, boy, Blue's got to, come, got to have a comeback. Yeah. Left-hander. Yeah. Know, like replacements?
0: Any pr- replacements as well?
1: Nothing, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought he'd be good. Down left side, Jason Stratham.
0: Oh, very good. Right, You're kind of on the trend at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
0: who are your coach and assistant coach? Mate,
1: I like Jeffrey Rush is my coach. Oh, yeah. Local then, it, um, it, it Lives in
0: Balmain I think Are she Or used to Yeah, yeah I'm not Used sure to see that. him Down at Dorney
1: but Then uh, manager I went with Brian Brown ah, So I was good. tossing up Whether Brian Brown Or um, or Hoax Yeah Because like A manager You want someone That's kind of Yeah They've got ins You know Like they They know how to find A party somewhere They know they, hundred hundred they know referees. how to get stu- They know how to get Stuff done Yeah
0: Especially back then You wanted to be Pretty rough Yeah <laughs> Um, my team, yep. uh, actually, pretty not, not too far away from yours. Yep. Um, in goals, I have Russell Crow, just a gladiator, good good um good. Man. And I know there's a technicality about him being Australian the yep. KV, yep. um, but look at yep. Joe yep. Case, right? Yep. Um, yes, you no, happy no, with that? I'm happy no, with no. that. Um, all right, My centre four is actually uh, Chris Hansworth, the Thor, just thought yep. good, strong thing. Yep. Um, yep. Hugh Jackman, I put him in centre back, just yep. long, strong, yep. good also. Calls. Yeah, well Close. and also you said, you know, I won as yep. well. Um, then on my left-handers play, yep. I got uh, um, Simon Baker from Mentalist. Yeah, good. Uh, yeah. Just I thought it would be smart. You need yep. a smart player yep. down there. Good yep. cool yep. legs. Not the biggest bloke, but I just think he will yep. not read the game pretty well. Uh, Antonio Lapali. Yeah, uh, good. Next yeah, 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 yeah. Um, from Lantana fame. Yeah, and uh, look, his son could be also a replacement because good guns as well. Pretty but. um guns, yeah in uh, Anthony And then uh, My uh, What was we say Oh the other side The right handers Eric yeah. Banner As well yeah, Hulk yeah, yeah. And i got a Guy Pierce. Yeah Again, not just bad Just smart yeah, you know, smart, smart, player. smart and good yep, yep, um, yep. Then For my coaching staff I actually had My head coach was Brian Brown And assistant coach Was Paul Hogan yep. But then There was a close call Of picking Mel Gibson As well
1: He'd give it to the referees.
0: Oh, he wouldn't hold back, especially from diehard It'd be a bit crazy oh, he as well. He? Yeah, yeah, nice. nice. Uh, what's your uh, Russian slash uh, I went home. Hollywood? Do you
1: want to know my Hungarian team? Yes, go. Yeah. So now, some of these guys, I did a little bit of research. Some of them have, uh, yeah, they're rela- they're somehow Hungarian in in their heritage somewhere. Yeah. So goalkeeper Joaquin Phoenix.
0: Oh, Joker.
1: Again, yeah, again, you know, a little bit different. A bit crazy. A bit crazy. centre back, I had Johnny Weissmuller. Muller. Who's the that? original Tarzan. Oh yeah. Also went to an Olympics. I think he might've won a gold medal. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, so, good mate, facts. so he's got good form. Center forward, Arnie. Yeah. Yeah. Strong yeah, strong. Uh, right side? Yep. Leo. DiCaprio. Yeah. 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 The revenant version of Leonardo oh, DiCaprio. Just not the not the guy that um,
0: Wolf of for Wall Street.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, yeah be good at the end of the end of the week I but thought, yeah. um, no I had him no I, I meant not the one that was painting pictures yeah uh, right side James Franco yep, yep nice left side the rock Ooh. Bruce Willis
0: oh scary side
1: yep coach yep Daniel Craig ah oh, James Bond yep yeah, yeah manager two very different options here Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> oh yeah all Liam
0: Nason. <laughs> I see the Jerry Seinfeld connection because uh, yeah. our coach, oh sorry, our manager used to
1: wear um, <laughs> jeans and shoes, the New Balance specials. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah so uh, I see that. That's good.
1: All Liam Nason. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very particular set of skills.
0: Very yeah, exactly. Very yeah. uh, very sm- and yeah. multilingual as well. Yeah. Speak uh, multiple languages. Yeah.
1: Need that when you're
0: overseas. Yeah. Um. All right. My uh, international or Russian team. Yep. Um. Goalkeeper shooter McGavin. Yeah, nice. Just went, you know. Yeah, nice. Because he can always wear a know, He can yep. be a bit quirky yep. as well. Bang, bang. Yep. Uh, centre forward at Rock. Yep. Uh, centre back, I had Richard Keel. Any guesses who that is?
1: No, mate. You're going to have to fill me in there. So Richard
0: Keel is the jaw from James Bond. He's uh, a villain. Yeah, and, uh And he's also in uh, also Happy Gilmore. He's the yep. boss with a yep. got an L. Yep. Interesting nice. fact about Richard. Um, he's seven foot two a big unit, so I was gonna have him in the potentially in goals, but I thought centre back would be a yeah, better. better option. So I used, be
1: to al- I used to always love, you know, when you go into the pool and you'd like you'd see a bl- massive bloke, don't want to yeah. mark him, then you'd find out he's the goalie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, how good's that. well.
0: Uh, and look, I think it would be a good battle. Him and Chris Handsworth will be a good battle. So oh, it'll be so it'll be, be interesting. Yeah. I'm looking forward yep. to see what happens. Yep. Um, on left hand side, I had uh, Ivan Drago. Yeah, good. Uh, yep. Also a bit of yep. Russian, yep. evil, yep. Yep. potential drug testing as well. Yep. Um, Arnie was there as well. Um, uh, we don't have Arnie. Arnie, uh, Arnie and even Ivan Drago playing on the same side. Yep. Um, I had uh, Mickey Rooney. Rookie?
1: Oh, I yep. had him in there. Yeah, the yeah. wrestler. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and then I had Matt Damien because of Victor's yeah, you know, sporting experience. Yeah. Now, yep. my coaching. I had actually yep. a bit of a tough time coaching. Yep. Head coach Al Pacino. Um, any given yep. Sunday, yeah, he, he just could. had to go yep. there. Yep. My assistant coach, a bit of a weird one, uh, Gene Hackman. Yeah, um, this. he was in the. Um, he was in a lot of movies, a lot of old school war yep. movies. Yep. Um, uh, but one of the movies I picked him there is an ice hockey movie, and I forget the name, but it's. Based on Canada playing USA in one of the Olympics, and uh, yeah, that's a huge um, one, isn't it? Yeah, I forget. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Gene Hackman's been in a lot of movies. Uh, yeah. he's been in one with um, Will USA Smith. USA win that, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was hectic. And but you know, bec- I struggle with this one because I was also going to put uh, Johnny Lawrence from Cobra, Cobra Kai, who's yeah. Um, yeah, just the baddie. Yeah, because i went to as yeah. well. So yeah, I think yeah. it'd be a good game. I think we got a pretty good matchup, and. Um, I'd be curious to see what listeners think who would that Australian Hollywood team be and uh, it'd be good to do a women's team as well.
1: Yeah, and I'd also like to see who they... Current team.
0: The uh, Yeah, who yeah, would... Um, who would
1: play who now. Yeah. I know a couple of them reckon they could play themselves.
0: Who do you reckon will uh, win out of your teams?
1: I reckon there's a... F- with mine, I reckon the Australian team. I don't reckon many of my uh, Hungarian team that I've picked swim all too well. Yeah. So if it was backs and forwards, then they'd oh, go sorry. all right. There's a bit of size with the Rock and Arnie, I think. It'd be yeah. a bit difficult to, to counter-attack on those ones. But if it is backs and forwards, they'd go all right.
0: Mate, uh, it'd, be a cl- it'd, be, it'd be very physical, I think. It'd be a good game to watch. I, I had know. a
1: couple of subs.
0: Oh, yeah? Did you uh, You want to wake them in?
1: Yeah. Well, originally, because I had... Uh, an Australian team, a Hungarian team, and a Russian team. Yep. So uh, I had Dolph London. Oh yeah. He was in as a um center a center back. I had Boris the Blade, you know, from Snatch. Oh yeah, I yeah. Had Boris the Bullet Dodger. Yeah. Last <laughs> yep. uh, On the right side, I had John Malkovich.
0: Oh, you a lot of yeah. You actually went for a pretty um Eastern European. I, thing. I
1: tried. Yeah, and Mickey Raw had him on there. Is that wrestler? Uh, yeah, and I had to pick Vlad.
0: Vlad. Who? Vladimir. Putin Oh Putin mate, As a what is, As mate, a captain Whatever he wants Yeah He'd be good actually
1: He would be Have you seen him on the horse? Shirtless on. But He likes his water polo
0: Does he? He's a good ice high, high yeah. hockey player as well He's uh. He, there was an the exhibition game in Russia And he scored The score was like 7-0 And he scored all 7 goals <laughs> He scored 8 Yeah um, Mate that was fun uh, uh. Listeners Give us some feedback If you want to hear us uh, Make another team Or If you want to hear a bit more history Or studies Um Jimmy, uh, listen to questions. We had a few questions uh, pop in and we just, s- apologies, we haven't, um, I guess we've been on a break, so uh, we haven't got a chance to do it. But uh, let's go through a few now. Um, so the one the first question here is developing powerful shot other than repetition. What are the breakdowns of teaching? Question mark, dry land, question mark.
1: Yeah, and the people that we've had on the podcast and spoken to, I really like how Nathan Thomas breaks it down yeah. um, and talked about how he brought across some of the the transferable skills from baseball into water polo, and how how he really breaks down the shot from. Right from the first movement, whether that's with your hip, whether that's with the rotation, through your shoulder, through your elbow, your wrist and your fingers right at the end of it. Yeah. I like how he breaks all of that down. And I guess in terms of improving the power, he talks about in baseball how they start close together and move further away. So you get yeah. better and more power in your shot by throwing the ball further. But then also it's not about how many... Shots you take in a training session, you be calculated with it. You, you set your number, you shoot to that level, and then th- that's it for that shooting that day. So you're careful on how many shots you take, but really working on that that movement and making sure you've got the the right breakdown of a shot.
0: And I I um I like it how the the, the listener um. He, 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 didn't want to just hear about repetition. And I think it's a key point that sometimes, yeah, repetition is good, but it's a quality repetition. If you're repeating something that's not as good, you're probably just developing the um, bad habits. And what I would add to what you just said, Jimmy, as well, I also like uh, Nathan's uh, approach. Um, but other things to consider would be, uh, to me, a good shot comes from good legs. Yep. Um, so obviously working on legs. Uh, personally, I thought uh, having a weight belt, helps providing you your good technique underwater yep. Yep. Um, light mat ball so weight ball, light, light mat ball as well so working on the, um, the wrist snap and um, obviously mobility as well so like you know if you've got a longer range to um, bring the ball back so kind of low to un- unload your shot's going to be much better um, so you can probably just do a session on that like Nathan's approach from on dry land with a ball kind of that baseball then to, you know, improving the legs and then kind of loading and then, um, yeah, working the rest of it.
1: But it all comes back to having the right technique and having the right technique from, uh, like you were saying, having the leg work right but then making sure that the way that you you throw the ball you, you train yourself properly so yeah. that you you've got that base but once you've got the fundamentals right then you can start playing with it that's when you can start um, modifying your release that's when you can start um, modifying your balk and where you shoot from and the angles that you shoot from but you got to get that base and technique right first
0: strong base uh second question how to stay consistent high energy from game to game
1: yeah, you know, I guess. How do you want to break this down? Is this in terms of um, nutrition, getting your body up to play, or is this if you're having a form slump and what you can kind of do to to get back into it? Do we? Yeah,
0: I guess. Well, probably it all applies uh, emotionally. Yep. So what you said, like just staying psyched and being stoked for every game. Um, that comes to, in my opinion, knowing your goals. Um, as a team, knowing your goals as individual, what you want to improve on um, and kind of reminding yourself on that um, to keep up the energy and and, and, and and show up to every game no matter what the position is like or, um, yeah.
1: Like just and it does go back to purpose, doesn't it? It's yeah. about knowing where you want to get to in the end and knowing that each session, each game, no matter what it is, get something out of it and turning up and being present there it's, it's not rocket science is it
0: and if you need to keep the journal and yeah keep reminding yourself that from nutritionally obviously a good diet hydration is a huge one so not just water but electrolytes coconut water uh, making sure that um, you got energy sleep uh, so you're rested um, and that also I mean this is a pretty big big question but like recovery after each game so recover. Um, so you're not sore, eat well, hydrate, sleep, and then do it all over again the next day.
1: What about if you're, you're in the game and you're just not – your energy levels aren't up? What are, what are things that you could recommend to athletes to do to, to get energy up three-quarters – you're at three-quarter time? Give yourself
0: a massive slap. <laughs> uh, it depends, the age group. Um, I guess for more senior players – uh, the pro tip would be if you drink coffee, uh, maybe don't drink coffee before a few days before the game or um, before the tournament. So, if you're feeling flat, you can have one of those, you know, gel shots with caffeine. You're going to get a bit of a buzz. It's uh, one way to do it. Um, what do you think?
1: Yeah, well, I just take sometimes little glucose tablets or something like yeah. that. or or. <laughs> As you said, hydrate.
0: Yeah. And if it's low energy because you're not performing well, um, go back to basics. You know, if you've been benched, you know, just make sure your first pass is a good one. Make sure you could swim. You know, like just go back to basics and build on that. If you make a few mistakes in a row, it's done. You can't change that. Uh, The next few moments matter. So. um, what self-drill can you suggest to speed up building endurance?
1: Where do you start with this? Um. It's,
0: it's a tough one, right? Again, um, uh, endurance is something that takes, um, takes a bit of time to build. It doesn't happen overnight as much as we want it to happen. It's about being smart about it as well, so not overtraining, under-recovering. Um, And I think something, I guess, to give people something a bit different, so it's not all cliches, but like, you know, build endurance for water polo, not endurance for swimming or no endurance for running or whatever. It's got to be specific, you know. So I guess it goes back to what position you play and trying to make that as specific as possible. Um, You know, we discussed in this podcast a few episodes about how much you swim in a game. Uh, so swimming with intensity, recovering and getting those benefits. Um.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I think you're spot on there in terms of making sure that you're training for, for the game that you're playing and making sure that you've got the, the intensity available for four quarters, five quarters if you go into extra time. But you don't need to over-train that. You don't need to be able to, to swim 10K at a 130 pace. You can... Yeah. Mix up your training so it's appropriate for what you need to do. Endurance will come with making sure you do that hard off season work but then building it up into And
0: divide it in blocks. Um, you know, set yourself four or six four or six week blocks. I think um doing anything over six weeks gets really long and repetitive. So like put yourself in a, like in a four week camp when you're just working on that, you're just kinda of busting your balls and all you know, if you're a female um, just training hard. And, uh, um, yeah, like just, you know, and then have an unloading week. So, go hard for the four-week block, focus on endurance, you know, conditioning, recovery, eating well. Then have, like, a week off and then you go again. Um, and if you have, you know, in off-season, as you said, Jimmy, if you have, you know, two or three um, blocks, um, you're going to build some pretty good endurance. Um, but, yeah. Um, you got a got few, few more, yeah. Uh, this won't be long. Um, do you have a YouTube channel for gym workout that helps in the water? Uh, yes, we. D- well, sorry, we do have a YouTube channel. Uh, do we have workouts on there? We
1: have got a few. Uh, we could uh, probably put a few more. And I think as the as it starts to warm up, with so put a few more water polo specific ones on there.
0: Jump on a website waterpolo dot fit. Uh, that can lead you to YouTube icon with on top right corner, which will take you to our YouTube channel. There's Mobili- mobility stuff that we did recently as well. It's useful. Um, do you always play... Do you always... Uh, hold on. Uh, do you always... I think this was meant to say, do you always have to play aggressive every match?
1: No, nah, light and shade. Sometimes yeah. sometimes you need to be aggressive to get yourself up and to, to get yourself into the game. Sometimes you don't need to, and even in a the game, there's light and shade in a game. Sometimes you... You don't need to be aggressive on every single play. Yeah, yeah, you've
0: got to pick your moments. Uh, playing aggressive the whole time could be quite draining, so um, you've got to pick your moments. And one thing I want to mention on aggressive, just make sure you don't blur the lines between aggressive and tough versus cheap. Um, I think something I've seen, and look, I'll be honest, I was guilty of this when I was a young player, uh, but giving someone a dirty elbow or you know, blanche, you know, hitting them from within a lot watching, that's just that's not aggressive, um, that's not tough, uh, in my opinion. Tough is you know, going on a massive counter attack, uh, you're not getting the ball and then having to cover back and then go again. So, kind of three efforts and you know, staying in the water when it's when your team needs you, you know, stepping up to the defense and. Matching up to the centre-forward, centre-back. Making
1: so. that extra effort to knock a player down, then get back into centre-forward and making yeah. those extra efforts. like yeah. that That's where aggression comes out. It's not being up in someone's face and yeah. giving them a cheap shot. It's about making those extra efforts. To me, that's aggression.
0: Yeah. No, um, I agree. Uh, a few more. Uh, th- 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 this question came up a few times. Um the player I defend against is twice as big as me. He pushed me down easy. Help.
1: Body position. Get yeah. your body position right. Um, it's like in like in any any contest, here. you just got to get the get your body position right. And quite often, a smaller player can find benefits playing against a bigger player. They might be slower. They might be they might hold more. Um, so move, drive, get get yourself good position in both defense and attack. And good position and smart play will will always put you in good stead.
0: Um, I think good thing for this listener, uh, watch, obviously, Japan uh, play, national team play. Uh, They're not really big guys and they have to match up against some pretty big players. And to, exactly what Jimmy said, body position, they always play in the lanes, uh, they're really mobile, hips are up Mm -hmm. and they're constantly moving. So... Advantage, if you're not as big, if you're a smaller player, advantage is going to be mobility, speed, fitness, you know, being in the lanes.
1: And that's what you really need to work on. You need to Mm -hmm. work on your mobility, your agility and your speed to be able to move around and be able to move around fast. Yeah, and
0: reality is like you're not going to be always the biggest player. Uh, If you're not big as it is, yeah, like, I mean, Manuel Estiardi, uh, he was five foot something Something. and one of the greatest players ever played a game. Um, And... And last question, uh, how to be a good centre forward? So I guess it's the opposite uh, what we've just spoken about. Yeah,
1: f- for me, uh, again, it comes down to getting good position, working hard off the ball and having phenomenal ball skills. The best centre forwards have ball skills. And for me, they're the ones that, that go for goals. They're not the ones that try to simulate and get exclusions. They're the ones that get the ball, get hold position, hold a good side, um, get... Rely on the other teammates to get the ball into a good position for them. Um, be mobile, be able to be move on and off the ball, but then get position, get the ball in, and use your ball skills, your best hand, best ball skills to try and get the ball in the goals. They're the best centre forwards for me. Yeah,
0: and um, I agree with everything you said, Jimmy. And one thing that I hear a lot: um, you don't necessarily have to be the biggest guy in the team to be a good centre forward. Again, there's plenty of examples of the guys that weren't that big. They were the great center forwards, uh, but they had exactly what you said, Jim, Jimmy, they were mobile, they knew the game, uh, good ball skills. And one thing I'm just gonna add to what you uh, said, Jimmy, as well, um, I think the greatest center forwards, hold their position and just hold it, right? Uh, there's nothing worse when you're playing with center forward and, you know, center back might be doing a great job and it's costly, they're fighting, so you can't feed the ball to it. Hold their one position, uh, talk to your teammates, and they'll get you the ball.
1: And the best combinations are the ones that they they know where the ball is going to be, and yeah. you trust the process that the ball is going to get to a certain position. So you might not necessarily a good centre forward might not hold hold position for fifteen twenty seconds mm. if they if the attack knows where they're going to be and when they're going to be there, and you get the timing right, you only need to hold hold that position for a few seconds, but. The timing's got to be perfect. Like with anything in sport, timing is so key.
0: If that pass comes in, you almost just need to stay up and you're going to get ejection pretty yep. much. No, no, the free are going to reward a good pass and good team effort.
1: Yeah, anyway, but they've got a whole position. Yeah. The ones that sink and just let a centre back either come over the top or come around, then yeah. you're not going to get anything. You've so got to make sure you, you hold your position, hold your strength and get the shots away.
0: So work on those legs to stay up when the ball comes in. Um, that's it for now. That's uh, it for now. For everyone to write questions, big thank you. I uh, Really appreciate it. it. Makes it fun for us. So please send us questions to Instagram DM, slide into a DMs, or send an email to Jimmy or t- on a website, um, James
1: at Waterpolo dot fit. And uh, we'll try to get to as many questions as possible. If we don't get it on the podcast, we'll do our best to reply to you on the socials. Nice.
0: Um. All right, Jimmy. Next uh, order. Um, we've been because of the corona and because oh I mean, everything's going on, uh, you and I've been talking about uh, leadership. Uh, not that we talk about politics a lot here, but leadership is everywhere. Um, so uh, you mentioned it would be probably not a bad. Pods yeah. to talk about leadership.
1: Yeah, it's key, and uh, we've talked we, we talk a lot about um, leadership with our guests and what makes them a good leader, what they look for in a leader, and um, so we've used this time. We've done a little bit of reading, and um, I came across a pretty interesting, um, pretty interesting article, and um, a guy who looked at leadership a little bit differently. Um, well, first of all, he looked at what may make, what makes a good team. What are the best teams, and um, sort of success there. So this is a bloke, a uh, American fella Sam Walker. So he was the founding sports editor of the Wall Street Journal. Um, and he seen a lot of good teams but then wanted to work out what made those teams special. So first of all he went and looked at what what are the good teams. And so he put together a bit of a short list.
0: Mighty so, ducks make a list.
1: You know I reckon it might have been just out of the um, just out of the list.
0: Remember um, the Titans?
1: Oh, definitely there. Definitely, def- definitely moneyball. there. Moneyball. Moneyball. Yeah, Moneyball. So interesting you kind of say that because they Some of the. Uh, we'll go through some of the teams that did make it. And as we go through, the, I'll go through sort of the top 10. And there's a couple of pretty big omissions that you'd be like, how's that team not there? So this goes back to kind of the 1880s, right? So this is his top teams of all times. So the Collingwood Magpies from the 1927 to 1930. Is this in order? Not necessarily. Um, The New York Yankees. Now, out of all the amazing New York Yankees teams, this was the 1949 to the 1953 team. The Hungarian soccer team from the 1950s to 1955. Montreal Canadiens, the National Hockey League champions from 1955 to 1960. Um, the Boston Celtics from 56 to 69, so not the team from the late 80s, early, early 90s, not the Chicago Bulls from the 1990s. Um, that team didn't make the cut. Uh, the Brazilian men's soccer team, mm-hmm. now of all the good eras, this was the 58 to 62 team. The Pittsburgh Steelers, 74 to 80. The Soviet Union men's ice hockey team from 80 to 84. The All Blacks. But only the eighty-six to ninety team, I reckon. Yeah. The well, Sam. So, I mean,
0: is Sam Walker. Is he still around?
1: Yeah, still around. This is yeah. not. This is not from that long ago. But yeah. um, do you know, maybe the current or the um, yeah. the All Blacks team from the last sort of ten years. That would have to kind of be there, right? Yeah, a pretty good winning percentage. <laughs> anyway, so look. Looking at all these teams. What do you reckon are some of the characteristics that make these teams special? Um, all right, let me guess.
0: Um, uniform. They would have had, all had the uh, same uniform.
1: They would have had a pretty good kit, some of these teams.
0: Yeah. Um, they're all kind of like pretty old. Re- all, all the teams he picked are like kind of during World War I and World War II. What was it, All Blacks, 80s? 80s. Uh,
1: sorry, the 2011-2015 All Blacks team also made the list.
0: Uh, no social media, no Netflix.
1: No, nope, no Netflix. Well, look, I would have thought that when you're looking at the when you're looking at the best teams, I would have thought that talent probably would have been a big part of it. Yep. Um, tactics. Yep. Money, money, and resources. Hey, I thought would have been pretty key. Um, and then the coaching. They, they were probably the things that I probably would have kind of thought would have made the team, but what they weren't the similarities that went through.
0: What does Sam say,
1: Captain? Oh, El Capitano. So, not even coach, the, act, the captain. Captain. Right. And all of those teams had a specific, that that, cap, that captain had a specific method.
0: Was that number one or was that one off?
1: No, no, that was it. Oh, that was, that it? was the, oh, the captain. everything that he looked through. It was the captain. The captain and the particular leadership style that they had yep. was the one common thread throughout all of them. Like some of those teams had great talent, not all of them. Some of these teams had a lot of money and resources. Not all I of them. Some of them had good tactics. Some of them didn't. Some of them had good coaches. Some of them not so much. He put it down to the philosophy and leadership of the leadership and management was what they all shared in common.
0: So what? What was their style?
1: again i would have thought okay some of the styles that i would have thought would have worked for a a captain was often it's the superstar often it's the great player that kind of carries them on their back um sometimes the charismatic ones yeah you can have that big team to get them in the huddle and they give that talk to really motivate people or the diplomat in any team like any any good sporting teams made up of different groups of people they come together because they like sport but Come from very varied backgrounds, and sometimes yeah, it's the the diplomat that can kind of um, get the change room together. None of that.
0: So what was that? What was the um, what was that key ingredient?
1: Well, the captains that had the hard conversations with individuals. Yeah. So often they they might not have been the most popular bloke, they might have actually been difficult for a coach to manage. Mm. Um, They might have pushed back. They might have created conflict in the the team at times. But they were very clear on what the purpose was and they were very clear to make sure that everyone was aware of what the ideals and the standards were and kept everyone accountable for it Mm. but had those really hard conversations with people at the right moment. So they weren't necessarily having the big talk in front of everyone else but they were having these really difficult conversations with people when they were needed. So they pull them aside and go, like, Marion, this is where you're falling down, this is where i expect more from you. Not in a big showy way, but this is what the team expects of you. And, and you think about it, that's actually, that is what good captains do with you. And they make each individual just accountable for their own actions. And really... Yeah.
0: It'd be interesting to see, how how old is this uh, article?
1: Uh, I think the book only came out a couple of years ago.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, well, i I'll, I'll love to know what, yeah, like, and currently obviously there's so much more money in sport, all yep. the teams that are named, and does that make it easier or harder um, to be a good captain?
1: Yeah, and and probably with all the support staff, it probably makes a little bit more... Difficult Yeah right? But you look in Australian sport And you look at the The Melbourne Storm Yeah Right You can imagine the The internal conversations That happen within that team Yeah Bellamy's a A good coach And runs the good yeah. structures But how will that team go When it doesn't have A Cameron Smith playing in it
0: Yeah We'll find out s- Maybe soon
1: Yeah um, One of the examples That he gave Was back to that 90s Chicago Bulls team Phenomenal team Yeah. Right this guy kind of put down to almost the day that they turned around from being an okay team to being the incredible team that had such an such an awesome run. Yeah. Now at this stage, um, Jordan had been in the team for six years. He'd already been captain. Right? They hadn't played finals. Coach made one change.
0: Who was it? What was the change?
1: He named another bloke as co-captain. Right, who do you reckon it was? who do you reckon was the co-captain?
0: Um, I watched the ducko. Uh, uh, I mean, probably wasn't Rodman because he was too loose. Yep. Uh, Pippin, but then Pippin was kind of like almost too nice.
1: Bill Cartwright. Ah, Bill Cartwright. Um, he was the leader who brought the successful qualities that identified what the balls were about. And what's what? Um,
0: did Bill go on to um, coach or do anything?
1: I didn't go that far into okay. it, but but basically the characteristics that he identified yep. that were key for leadership: doggedness, selflessness, emotional control, disciplined dissent. Uh, yeah, disciplined descent, functional leadership and practical communication.
0: Because Jordan seemed, according to the seemed to be a bit fiery. Yeah, definitely. He was, was. Uh, so probably smart to balance him out with someone that was a bit more calmer. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Good research.
1: Well, there was something a little bit different. I thought it was quite interesting that um, that's what he, he went through and, and worked out that was kind of key to, yeah. to the success of these teams. I'm gonna look out now for the great teams
0: and see if uh you can sort of pick it up and um
1: Yeah, have a look at it. Have a look when you're looking through going, okay, well look who well even that um the All Blacks team.
0: Richie McCaw. Yeah, Richie. Well, it was Richie and Dan Carter, I guess, but Richie was a yeah, big was. one. Um I mean All Blacks if you read a book Legacy and you know, some of the stories you hear about All Blacks, the captains were always um from country, pretty hard. Pretty proud. Yep. Um, yeah, like uh, there's uh, plenty of stories of uh, – I heard a story of uh, Anton Oliver. I'm not sure if this is a true story. When he was captain of All Blacks. Um, the big outside centre, Ma Nonu, mm-hmm. who uh, looks like a predator, used to put, mm-hmm. apparently used to be, put a bit of makeup on before he played. I definitely did fact check this. I don't <laughs> fact check this. But apparently uh, <laughs> Anton Oliver grabbed him by the throat. And said, "If you want to be all black, and while I'm a captain, um, you don't do that." And that was a big turnaround for nonu when he actually started playing well and being part of the team and all the rest of it. So.
1: Was he the fella you met up across one night?
0: I have a, I did have a bit of an encounter with Manonu, Um Friendly bloke.
1: <laughs> friendly bloke. Had that. Can you talk us through that encounter? Well, um,
0: look, I, to, I'll be honest. It was a bit blurry for me, yeah. um, but. Uh, as I remember, I was with two uh, two of my teammates, uh, Alex Strand and Ian Calpin. That I think, from memory, saved my life. <laughs> um, and when I came into this altercation mm-hmm. with Arman Nonu, All Black, who was wasn't a tall fella, but it was wide. Thick, he was yeah. very wide. And I remember sizing me up, and he sort of came in my face, and and I thought, well, I'm not going to outrun him, <laughs> like. I'm not <laughs> gonna be able to like size them do anything. My only chance is water. Now the closest water was about five hundred metres down a road. <laughs> so I just thought, oh, I hit a strike here first and just run. Um and luckily, um, yeah, uh, my two teammates took the literally took a hit for me. <laughs> and then he got broken up pretty quickly. But uh look, he had a, he had a loss and and uh yeah. It decided to take it on mm. me. It was good. It was a good night. Good night. Good times. Yeah, good times. So moral of the story, kids, uh, don't mess with uh, rugby players. <laughs> um, anything else, Jimmy?
1: Mate, that's all I had.
0: That was good. I thought it was good. Um, I guess uh, we're back, baby.
1: We're back. Good to be uh, back behind the microphone.
0: Uh, looking forward to the next few weeks. Um. And looking forward to polo to start. Uh, I mean, there's a rumours that we're going to be starting mm. waterpolo in Australia soonish. Mm. Summer comp starting in October, I think the rumours.
1: That's not that far off.
0: So um, it's going to be weird. Like, I mean, last mm. time we saw any polo was back in March. Yeah, it and was. It's the longest non polo. Um, so it'd be good. I'm looking forward to see see some games and see if people actually play better after a long break, if people are a bit more excited because of a long break. Um
1: look. If you look at the, the quality in some of the other leagues at the moment, mm. it's not there. Like, it's not, the the standard isn't as high as it kind of has been in other yeah. seasons. Now, across the board, like there just seems to be that massive disparity between the good teams and poor teams in yeah. a lot of comps at the moment. So it'll be interesting to see if that's, the same in, in water polo? Well, one thing
0: in rugby league that uh, they speak about, and I think it's the same in AFL, now you can really tell the teams that did work during quarantine mm. than teams that didn't. Um, so I think it would be same for water polo. I think uh, there will be a clear gap of people that managed to keep themselves somewhat fit. fit. Um, I think mean, the ball skills and stuff, obviously everyone's probably in a similar boat, except if people were, you know, going down a beach in wetsuits and uh, doing it so it'd be interesting um yeah
1: Mate, looking forward to it yeah it'll be good it'll be good 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 to watch some games and um yeah enjoy it very nice well look if anyone's got any questions comments feel free to send them in and we'll tackle what we can if there's any topics that you want us to cover off send in thank you thank you thanks Jimmy.